This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. And while at the website, click on the podcast page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions that you may have, or if you'd like to set up a meeting, we can do that as well, both in person or virtual, depending on your comfort level. So today's show is going to be a little bit I'll say a little bit dark, it's a little bit heavy, but we're going to consider some things that really do need to be talked about, and to be specific, we're going to discuss legacy planning. When it comes to preparing your loved ones, your finances, and your overall wishes for your death, there are several things that you should do, and and I want to kind of go over some of my thoughts on that. But before we take a deeper dive into talking about legacy planning, I want to bring in my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you doing today? Well, Peter, this sounds like a very important topic. I mean, You know, if you love your immediate family and care about them, if you have loved ones in your life, uh, this is so important. Yet people put it off and and usually don't get the things done they need to. And then there's trouble, then there's problems, and there's financial issues uh, that go along with it. So preparing ahead, your legacy, and planning this, I I just, I agree with you. It's so important. Uh, I look forward to talking about it, actually. Uh, and convincing our listeners out there not to put it off. Um, But yeah, I've been great. I've had a great week. How about you? What have you been up to? Yeah, it's been a good week. You know, uh, we're starting back school here. I have a little one that's going into kindergarten here in the next day, and and it's amazing. I think back, you and I were just doing these podcasts uh, back in March when COVID hit, and here we are at the end of the summer and school starting back up. So time flies, but things are good. They're, they're good. Thank you for asking. And I couldn't agree more, Tony. You know, legacy planning isn't really about yourself. Um, it's about the folks that are left behind after someone passes yeah. um, and making sure that things are set up in, in a way that's going to be easy for them. Yeah, you're not doing it for yourself, uh, you know, and that's why I'm on board with taking a closer look at this. I'm sure a lot of people have heard stories about loved ones or friends who are left in financial trouble or scrambling to piece together someone's wishes because of the lack of a legacy plan. Um, If somebody becomes, you know, incapacitated or has to go into hospice or uh, perhaps does pass, uh, and that's when you start to look at these things that is not good, that's not a plan, and you need to really make sure uh, you have something in place. So what do you have for us? 
Yeah, I think you're spot on with that. You know, the chaos and stress that goes with with someone passing is bad enough, and the emotional stress that it causes. But then leaving a chaos that that has to do with dealing with all the pieces, the the accounts, the memberships, that type of thing, can only make that worse for your family members. So, to to be honest with you, Tony, the first place I I would start to avoid your loved ones with having to deal with an additional burden after someone passes is essentially go grab a piece of paper and, and get a, a sharpened pencil and start to conduct a thorough inventory of your house, right? Create a comprehensive inventory of all your valuable possessions. This should include things like uh, your house itself, other homes that you may have, TVs, electronics, jewelry, collectibles, vehicles, art, antiques, uh, electronic devices, all these types of things so that there's a very clear plan um, who you'd like those to go to and how to take care of them after you pass. Doing a physical inventory can also make sure that you haven't missed anything or forgotten about something that's maybe been on a shelf for a couple years. Yeah, and that strikes me as a great way to get this whole process started. I mean, for a lot of people, it's probably going to be a pretty long list, but you're going to be left with a very important document when you're done. What's next? Well, the, the list of physical assets, Tony, are, is going to be long. Let's hope so. But that's not where the list ends. You also should be creating a list of your non-physical assets. These include things that are, are on paper or entitlements that are pr- predicated on your death. This should include things like brokerage accounts or 401ks, other retirement accounts like IRAs, bank accounts, insurance policies, life insurance policies, at long-term care policies, all these types of insurance products uh, and accounts that uh, obviously aren't sitting in your house, but there's some sort of uh, a paper trail that goes with them. They should be on a list as well so that people um, can understand how to access them, what their account numbers are, and where they are held, whether it be a bank or a, an investment house or with a financial service professional, so that not only are your physical assets listed, but also your non-physical assets can be accounted for after you pass. Right. And there you go. I think that really makes sense when it comes to reducing stress on your loved ones, making it easy for them to find and understand your assets. That's a great idea. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're absolutely right, Tony. And while we're on the the topic of creating lists, you create a list of all your assets, right? Your physical and your non-assets, but you can't ignore your debts, right? Because after you pass away, your debt doesn't necessarily go away. So it's also important to make sure your loved ones know um, whatever debts that you may have, whether that be credit cards or auto loans, mortgages, home equity, any sort of line of credit so that they can make sure that that those debts are accounted for. Well, right. And making sure your survivors have a sense of your debt, that's going to head off any surprise phone calls from debt collectors. Uh, What do you have next for us? Well, that's the last thing you want, right? Someone from a debt agency right. calling you, wanting to collect money while you're mourning your loved one. So yeah, creating exactly. that list is important. The last list I would recommend people make is a list of memberships. Many Americans, many older Americans, are members of organizations like AARP or the American Legion, Veterans Association, professional groups, or even college alumni groups. In some cases, these organizations may have life insurance benefits that your survivors may be able to collect. In addition- That's interesting. Yeah, and Tony, in addition to those memberships, you should create a list of charitable organizations that you support, right? Taking time to let your loved ones know which causes that were of interest to you so that they could make a donation or direct others to make a donation in your memory when you pass. Yeah, on your behalf. That's a really great point. And honestly, like those memberships that might have uh, life insurance benefits, I, that's honestly not something I'd considered before. 
Yeah, and it's quite surprising. Uh, AARP, any of those, um, I think of AAA as another one. They have a lot of uh, group-type policies that if, if you're not paying attention, if you haven't informed people of, that will go uh, on claim. So it's really important to, to list all those types of things so that your family members, your executor, your legacy administrator can check in on them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's huge. That's hugely important. So uh, making sure uh, that you have all of this in order is so important. What's the next step when it comes to legacy planning? So so to, to kind of cap off our whole list conversation, as I would say, once you have these lists, I would highly recommend that you sign them, that you date them, and that you make three copies of them or more, but at least three, one for yourself, one for your spouse or a loved one, and one forever is your legacy or executor of your estate so that the lists are everywhere uh, and that people have copies of them when something happens to you. Yeah, that's key right there. I think that's something that a lot of people don't do. Uh, mm -hmm. until the last minute uh, when it's, you know, when it's a stressful time. Uh, so having that done ahead of time, that's huge. Uh, we should probably take this time to remind our listeners that they can work with a financial professional. They don't have to go through all this alone. Uh, work with somebody like yourself with legacy planning. And I know you work closely with attorneys that can help them with estate planning. How can our listeners get a hold of you? Yeah, Tony, that's a great point. And, and certainly we're financial advisors and financial professionals that help people set up retirement plans and creating income. But one of the parts that we uh, focus on and we think is very important is making sure that you know, the money that you've saved, the money that you're going to use in retirement, and any money that you have left over, making sure that it goes to who it needs to, and it's going to go to uh, the appropriate place and do that efficiently. And it's very important, and it takes a lot of work to keep up with that. Um, and so that's part of our planning process. It isn't just about the now. It's also making sure things down the road are going to be taken care of. So so to start those conversations on either income planning or legacy planning, give us a call, 866 360 or visit us on the on the web at the ivag.com in full disclosure i'm not a lawyer i'm not going to write up uh, a will for you but we do work with a couple different um, lawyers to ensure that um, you're going to get a, a legacy plan that that works for you and for your family yeah and that's that's really important now uh, this is a great conversation. Well, Tony, it's opened my eyes. I want to stress is the importance of reviewing your retirement accounts. Accounts and policies that have dis designated beneficiaries are going to pass directly to those people that you've chosen as beneficiaries when you pass. It's important to remember that it doesn't matter how you direct these accounts to be distributed in your will or within your trust. The designations that are in your retirement accounts for beneficiaries is what takes precedence. So it's very important that those are always up to date. And I would encourage you to get in contact with, uh, if you have a, a retirement plan at work, make sure that you check in with HR um, to update that information on a regular basis, or at least make sure it's it's the way you want it on a regular basis. Or if you have uh, work with a financial uh, professional to make sure that all of the different accounts that you have for retirement have the appropriate beneficiaries, not only your primary beneficiary, but also a contingent beneficiary, so that there's no question what may happen um, if your primary either passes away with you or passes away and, and you're not aware of, it will still continue to go down the beneficiary path. Yeah, that would be really critical. I mean, updating your chosen beneficiaries is something that I think can be easy to overlook for a lot of people as you navigate through yeah. these busy times. But 
the idea of making sure your assets end up exactly where you want them and where they need to go is just so important. So what's the next piece of advice you have for us? Well, I'm going to go back for one second, Tony. I'm going to tell a really brief personal story. I had a family member who passed away and they had an IRA at a local bank with no beneficiaries attached to the account. And it took forever for that IRA to go through the probate process and get distributed to the loved ones that it was supposed to go to. And it's because no one bothered to do a beneficiary check with that individual. So it is critically important. If there are no beneficiaries or the beneficiaries are not up to date, it can be a nightmare for for loved ones to eventually get the money that, that it was supposed to go to in the first place. So yeah, make sure your beneficiaries are, are up to date on your retirement accounts, but it's also... You know, beneficiaries exist on life insurance and annuities as well. And you need to make sure that those beneficiaries are up to date too, right? The purpose of having life insurance is to leave a chunk of money to to folks who are left behind to deal with some of the costs that, that may occur with your passing, but also to help um, replace income, what have you. So it's, it's vitally important that on your insurance and your annuity accounts that you also make sure you're checking your beneficiaries because there are no, if there are no beneficiaries, you'll be in the same situation. The money that comes from those accounts are going to go through probate and eventually it's going to take forever to get to the loved ones that were supposed to receive it very soon after you passed. Wow. And, you know, one thing that really struck me during our conversation today is that there are so many nuances that come with legacy planning. Taking the time to make sure you're dotting all your I's and crossing all your T's is absolutely essential, isn't it? Yeah, Tony, there are a, a, a ton of moving parts that go with this. And of course, as we alluded to at the beginning, setting it up is important. And after you pass away, all those moving parts go into go into effect. And again, it's not necessarily all about your you. It's about your loved ones and making sure all those moving parts are going to go efficiently for them in a time of mourning. So you're right. It, there are a lot of moving parts. You want to make sure all your I's and your T's uh, are dotted and crossed. You know, we talked about beneficiaries on insurance, insurance policies and, and retirement accounts. But one of the areas where beneficiaries are often forgotten are in what we call non-qualified money, right? This is money that are, is non-insurance, is non-retirement. So bank accounts uh, or brokerage accounts. Well, there's a provision, something called a transfer on death or a TOD provision that you can put on accounts like this that essentially you're adding beneficiaries to them so that when you pass away, a bank account or a brokerage account that would traditionally go through probate or some, order, or some other process after your death, if it has a TOD on it, then it's automatically going to go to whoever you designated at your, as your beneficiary. A lot of people overlook this and end up having a lot of needless money go through a probate process. So I'd encourage our listeners, while you're updating your beneficiaries for insurance and, and retirement accounts, also make sure you're adding uh, transfer on death TOD provisions to your bank accounts and your CDs and, and your brokerage accounts so that this money also passes efficiently uh, to your loved ones upon your passing. Wow. Okay. So uh, avoiding probate obviously is always a good move, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, probate is great, is great, right? It serves the purpose of making sure people's money gets to where it needs to go, but it's it's can be a very long and arduous process and, and it's a lot of stress. So if we can avoid probate, that's what we want to do. So uh, one of the ways to 
make sure that probate process, if you have to enter into it, goes smoothly is making sure you have uh, an experienced and proven legacy administrator because they are the ones that are going to be handling all of this stuff when you pass away, both making sure the beneficiaries get what they need, but also guiding anything that goes through probate if for some reason that has to has to happen. So uh, I would offer a piece of advice on, uh, we call it a legacy administrator. A lot of people might call it an, an executor, but don't automatically assume that your spouse is going to be the best choice or, or your closest loved one, right? Because they're dealing with a lot of stuff after your passing and they may not have the capacity to do the work needed to be your legacy administrator. So put a lot of thought into who you might want to do that. Um, and even if it's a third party uh, that's going to administer everything for you, your legacy, uh, and so that your loved ones don't necessarily have to do the specific nitty gritty work uh, of administering everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And I'm guessing creating a will is also extremely vital. Well, it is extremely vital. It's kind of linchpin to a lot of this. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's taken us this long to get to a will. But I think that proves the point to show how many moving parts uh, occur uh, when it comes to legacy planning. The bottom line, Tony, everyone over the age of 18 should have have at the very least a will. It's the rule book. It's the guidebook for how your assets are going to be distributed, and it's going to prevent chaos for your heirs. Another important thing to remember is that a will can designate a guardian, is going to designate a guardian for your children and, and or your pets if you've done the will correctly. You also want to make sure that in your will you've designated uh, where you might want to put money for charitable donations or any other type of donation uh, that you want upon your passing. Thankfully, you know, wills are pretty cheap to put together, uh, a pretty cheap part of the legacy process. Many attorneys will do it for you for less than uh, $500, depending on the complexity of your situation. Now, keep in mind, as you start adding other documents to your legacy plan, the cost may go up. But again, at the very least, you should have some sort of will um, that's going to give a, a grounding guidepost to your heirs upon what your wishes upon when you pass. Yeah. And I think that all of these things are so important. And what I'm really getting from all this, we're running out of time for today's show, but uh, what I'm getting from this is it's really important to work with a financial advisor like yourself. You don't have to do this alone, but you need these things. You need the list of assets. You need to have a beneficiary designations double checked. You need to find out all the life insurance uh, policies. You need to have all this well-documented for your uh, surviving spouse or family members, uh, what have you. And I think that's just key. Uh, how would you like to sum up the show today? Yeah, Tony, I, th I think you're, you're spot on. And I think we've said it a couple times, but I'll say it again. There are a lot of moving parts that go on with a legacy plan. And of course, those moving parts in setting things up, right? Making sure you're compiling those lists, making sure you're checking your beneficiaries, um, making sure that all of that information is one in one spot. But the moving pieces don't end there, right? After you pass away, all this stuff is going to go into effect. So making sure that it's organized and efficient um, and it's spelled out, or whether it be in a will, whether it be in power of attorneys, uh, uh, other uh, um, documents that go with your estate plan, 
all of it needs to be put together because if you don't, it's going to be a complete nightmare for your heirs as they try to sort through all the business. And remember, they are legally obligated to enter things through probate and legally obligated to close out someone's estate. So you may think, hey, look, I'm not going to put it together, but who really cares? Well, you have to, your heirs are going to have to do something to close out your estate. If you haven't left them with any guidance, then it's going to be very difficult for them. So the whole point is, is take a little time, organize some of your thoughts and put it into writing so that when you do pass, when that unfortunate time comes, things are going to be set up for you um, and for your heirs and for your, your estate. Wow. It's been a great conversation, but I'm sure our listeners have more questions. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so they can give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. We can schedule an appointment from there to to talk about uh, any sort of questions that you may have about legacy planning, about retirement planning, about asset um, uh, allocations so that it's appropriate both for you in retirement but also after you pass because remember some of these accounts are going to go to your heirs um, in their current form so it's important that everything's set up correctly so again the number is 866-360-2724 or, or online at the ivag.com and uh, we can start a conversation all right and that does it for today's episode of the ivy retirement podcast with our host peter loffenberg Thanks, Tony, and everyone have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Loffenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Loffenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.